Paradise Audio. On this episode of Bounced from the Roadhouse, we're going to talk to Lee from the band Chicago. Also, Casey Musgraves and Willie Nelson. They have a connection. We'll discuss Lord Hushinger Crowd, Netflix, and so much more. Don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review and some stars, and please follow us on Facebook, The Roadhouse with Amy and Brandon. And if you want to see some fun, follow us on TikTok, The Roadhouse Show. Bounce from the Roadhouse! Yesterday was a pretty big day. It was Easter. Yeah. You know what How bum- was your Easter? It was good. But you know what bums me out is like, nobody's made the correlation Jesus has raisins, like in like sell raisins, you what? know, raisins. He's raisin, he's risen, but raisins, and you like hand out raisins. There's okay. absolutely no correlation other than mispronouncing the risen, and everybody gets a raisin. Wow. See how it is inside the brain of Brandon Jones. So why hasn't anybody done that? Wow, that was a moment for you. Jesus is raisin, and then it's Jesus holding up one of them little packages of raisins. He's raisin, and he throws raisins at you. You know? Okay. No? Yeah. Anyway, but no, my Easter was good. <laughs> Did you get into the devil's lettuce? <laughs> no, I sure didn't. Okay. I, I didn't. But uh, what I did do is Saturday night, I, I stayed up until about 2 or 3 in the morning and then woke up at 6 and drove home to make it to church on time. Oh, wow. Good for Jesus you. Because Jesus has raisins. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Did you actually go to church yesterday? Yeah, I went to church. Good everybody job, go, Brandon. I go to church on Easter. You have to. <laughs> Not only did we go to church, my son got baptized yesterday. Yeah. So proud of him. It was a good day. It was. Yeah. Did he have any raisins? No. Oh. Drop the raisin thing. Oh, okay. That's very disturbing. <laughs> Jesus is not impressed. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, he's got to be laughing. You know he's got a sense of humor. But anyway, it's going I wonder on. if Jesus laughs. Oh, yeah. That's when it thunders and lightens. He's laughing. That's a belly laugh right there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And the friction. But yeah, go how ahead. was your fa- family time? Did it you was have awesome. Any, did you have any drama? No, Darn uh-uh. it. no. My family is pretty drama free. Yeah, minus two. I mean, every once in a while, a little stuff. Nothing really, though. Um, but no, no, it was great. Uh, like I said, we went to church with the uh, the old wife and her family was all there, so we got to get a good a good group photo. Kids came over to my mom's for supper. Megan helped the my mom kind of cook and stuff my mom just had that heart surgery so it was great we had some ham my mom made a bunch of too many desserts had banana cream pie it was great yeah did you eat it all all the pie yeah no I, no did you like you know because we're on this health adventure were, oh, you yeah. came more, were you more careful or are you just like i'm unleashing the beast on this food i it was definitely kind of an off day but even as an off day would go i didn't go crazy I didn't, yeah. I didn't eat that much as far as like my portion of dinner wasn't that big. Uh, I ate all the things, but I just did. I didn't go like, give me all the ham and all the mashed potatoes and all the whatever. You know, yeah. I just took it easy. Well, see, I ate a pretty huge portion of food. Yeah. But it was like sweet potato mashed potatoes. It was like oh, weird. healthy versions of food. Huh. And I ate a lot of vegetables. I discovered that I like beets. Yuck. I've always been like, ew, gross, beets are disgusting. But I was helping my mom prepare the food and stuff, and I was making the relish tray. And I ate one, and I was like, oh, my gosh. And then I ate, like, 50 of them. You know what's better than beets? What? Raisins. Oh, my gosh. I'm out. That's so irritating. Do you realize how irritating that is? What? Jesus has raisins. Yeah, it's, I don't It's. I don't know. Just, I hate it. Jesus has raisins. Oh, my gosh. Please stop. Taxes. I hate them. Do you hate them or do you love them? 
I mean, it's the necessary evil. I'm, I'm not like, yay, his taxes is so cool. <laughs> if I had like a bunch of kids, I would love doing my taxes because you're going to get all kinds of money. Uh, yeah, I suppose. Oh. I, I don't like doing my taxes. I always owe money. Yeah. Every time. Yep, that's how it works. But I think it's my own fault because it's the way that I, you know, choose to get my paycheck, I guess. Yeah. Well, and they say that's a smarter way to do it. I mean, is to get it to where either A, you get paid a little bit back or you owe a little. You walk that line because otherwise somebody else is making money on your money. Yeah. It says here that Americans spend 6.1 billion hours doing their taxes. Yeah. What? Yeah. 6.1 billion hours? That's a lot. A like lot all together? There's a lot of people in America. It's yeah. a lot. So if everybody did their taxes, how much? <laughs> how many yeah. hours would yeah, exactly. it be? All the people that go to prison for tax it. evasion, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> the average person spends 13 hours and $240 doing their taxes. Yeah, that's probably about right for me. Yeah. yeah. I like this fact here. Over the past 20 years... There have been an average of 420 annual changes to the tax code. Yeah. There are 4 million words in the tax code, which is twice the amount in all five Game of Thrones books combined. That's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, it is. That's insane. I I mean, how a tax professional keeps up on that stuff, I have no idea. That's just crazy. (laughs) You know what I mean? You think medical professionals have it bad. I mean, tax, that's just, they're just making up stuff. Yeah. It's like playing games with that kid. Have you ever played games with someone who makes up rules? Yes. While they're playing so that they make sure that they win? That was it's, my it's grandma. Like, she used to do that. that. That's yeah. that. All of a sudden, <laughs> it's like you're playing cribbage, and all of a sudden, it, it's a keep hand. What? Yeah. We're turns- not, no crib. It's a keep. What? What are you talking about? Yeah. Stuff like that. What was that other fact you shared about how it says a certain percentage of people file electronically? 90% of tax returns are filed electronically. You know what I hear there? 10% of people are not filing electronically. Yeah. They're like, what, are you still mailing it in? You like write it on a piece of paper, sketch it on a stone, and That's send D-ray it night. <laughs> yeah, sketch it on a stone and let me send it over to him on my dinosaur. I do doth declare this is my tax information for the past year of noted 2022. You know, yeah. what I'm and they wrong. call it their correspondence. You this know how is they my do that? correspondent <laughs> uh, to you, please. I have sent it, White Dove. Please announce me once you have this, please. <laughs> send the crow, like they say in Game of Thrones. Yeah, <laughs> seriously? <laughs> what I, what I want to know is, what's better, when you're married, filing separately or filing together? Jointly? <laughs> yeah, man. Depends, man. If you wait till the 20th of April, then you definitely want to file jointly. <laughs> just kidding. I'm, d- I'm just curious. Like, How no does idea. it come out better? Uh, depends if you're claiming kids, mm-hmm. you know, which one claims kids. Um, yeah, a single parent obviously gets a lot more back. You could, I don't know this, but you can see it. They have kids. and What you if know. you're married, though? Then if I don't know, I guess it depends too. Uh, if if somebody has a lot of write offs, or you know what I mean, it, it'll ruin your taxes. Say I'm saying if you and Douglas did it right, and say Douglas owns something, and then he, his taxes were always kind of complicated, but yours is simple. You could do separate. You could actually get a tax return where he's paying in or whatever, right? Yeah, I don't know. It might it might also throw off his taxes. If his business and his business name, it's that kind of thing. I don't really know. I'm just guessing. Wow. Are you an accountant on the side? Uh, no. <laughs> we should have got our friend on the phone that's an accountant. Yeah, we should have. all these questions. Didn't we do it last year? Um, yes, we did. We did, yeah. 
Here's something for you guys. If you hate tax day, there's a income tax cocktail. Ready? Write this down. You use gin, sweet vermouth, dry vermouth, both of vermouths, uh, orange juice, and a splash of bitters. Since it's know. such a bittersweet day. I'd have to print that off and take it into a bartender. Oh, <laughs> do, would you put some mooth in my vermouth? I wonder how much money Nick Cannon gets back. Because he's got so many kids. Who's Nick Cannon? You don't know who Nick Cannon is? Sounds like a kid it's off of Mariah, Nickelodeon. Mariah Carey's ex-husband. He's got like 500 kids. Oh, yeah. He does, really? That's probably why he's so rich. Yeah, well. It's National Tax Day. Womp, womp. Do you have your taxes done yet, Brandon? No. <laughs> I don't either. So we'll both be doing that today. Or or are you going to file an extension? Yeah. You're going to file an extension? You're going to put it off more? Hopefully, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I did my taxes already, but I haven't paid them yet. So that'll be easy. You know, D-Ray, he files an extension every year just because he hates the IRS so much. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's crazy. I don't like him either. He just goes above and beyond to, to hate him. So funny. For many, today marks the end of a long, painful process. For others, today is just the beginning. So find out if you could be one of them with today's Roadhouse 5. Top five signs you submitted a problematic tax return. The Roadhouse. Five. Top five signs you submitted a problematic tax return. Number five, your list of dependents includes Mr. Whiskers. Number four, you deducted crack as an entertainment expense. <laughs> Three, more than one box features the phrase D's nuts. Number two, the section marked donations just says sperm. Top five signs you submitted a problematic tax return. Number one, under expenses, you claimed your entire income due to gas prices. The Roadhouse. Do you have anything saved from a famous person? Uh, Not really. I mean, I got a signed Dirk's Bentley tank top. It's not even Dirk's Bentley's tank top. It's from a radio station, but it says Dirk's Bentley one time when he came here 15 years ago. So it's not like something that he wore? No, no, nothing like that. No, I'm nothing that cool. Uh, let's see. My husband has a warm-up suit from a famous basketball player. Wow. And I'm not sure <clears throat> which one it is, so I don't want to say, but it's huge. And it's <laughs> got, like, their sweat in it. Oh, nice. That's cool. Yeah. I know I know. that's pretty cool. If you think about it, it's kind of gross, you know, because you're like, it's got someone sweating it, even if they're famous. That's still, yeah. you know, it's dirty laundry is what, what you got. What famous person would you say you would keep their clothes with sweat in them I, I would keep the rock for sure i would keep that forever i would probably sleep with it see i'm not really all that into i can't think of a single person that i'm like i kept this because it's it's got so-and-so sweat in it in everything i i don't you know i don't really what, get off garth on that brooks? stuff but i mean i really like garth brooks i would definitely like oh here's his hat you can see his sweat rings like that'd be cool but I wouldn't, like, go out of my way. I've always thought it was weird, people who spend thousands of dollars on something because it's, you know, it was worn once. It's sweaty. Yeah. That'd be weird. But to me. Well, Casey Musgrave saved something of Willie Nelson's. Oh? Uh-huh. Yeah. She was giving a tour of her home. She was doing an interview. Mm-hmm. And she pointed to something in this case. It's like in a, one of those yeah. box cases. Yeah. She saved a joint that she smoked with Willie Nelson. There we go. See, I'd keep something <laughs> like that. See, would that you? Would, yeah, I would. <laughs> she said that uh, it's going to stay there unless 
you know, she has an emergency. Oh, She's yeah. going to break in and, and, <laughs> and partake. Rations get low. <laughs> she said that he actually even rolled the fatty. Oh, nice. This, these are her words. He rolled this huge fatty, and we all sat around and smoked it with him. And then he said, save the rest for another time. And I did. That's what she said. That's awesome. And that would be something I'd keep. I mean, well, I wonder, too, though. Like, if the cops came to your house, it's not legal, right? Let's just say. It's not legal to have. And they're like, whoa, you've got weed. Like, you've got a joint. You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, but no, this is Willie Nelson. Like, I took it from Willie. Do you think cops would say, okay, pass? Maybe. N- not like puff, puff, pass, but okay, you get to pass. And if it's legal in that state, then, you know. Yeah, depending on what state. But, but that's- what would constitute as an emergency to smoke willie nelson's joint it would take a lot for me i would what kind of emergency would that be like the world is about to end type of an emergency or you're having a bad day i suppose world's about to end world's about to end i just go out on the front steps and be like this one's for willie (laughs) (laughs) it's been a good life everybody (laughs) yeah because otherwise i don't that's something i would keep for probably ever yeah i mean that like Above anything. Would you like, sell it or the keep it? The house is on fire. I'm running in to get it. What if know? somebody offered you $15 million for it? Would you be oh, like, yeah. no way, man. I'm keeping it. Oh, this. no. I'd sell it to him. And then I'd go up to Willie with all my money. Hey, man. Can I get another joint? <laughs> so the other day, it was really cold outside. Meh. And I was kind of feeling down. And I'm like, gosh, I just want to feel warm sun on my skin. Yeah. So I'm like, light bulb. Hello. Why don't I just go lay in a tanning bed? Yeah. Because it's warm and... And so here I go, go into the tanning bed. It's so nice in there. And I'm like, gosh, I could fall asleep in here, you know? Oh, yeah. Just feels great. I get out and I'm like feeling better. I feel like I've been laying out in the sun. I get home and I start to feel my skin like on fire. Because <laughs> I even put the, the lotion on, you know, the oh. tanning bed lotion. Oh, nice. Yeah, to really fire it up. <laughs> so, How do you get that stuff on your back? I just kind of reach where I can. Okay. <laughs> it, if people saw me putting it on my back, they'd probably That'd laugh. That'd be funny. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm like lobster red front to back <laughs> at the current moment. Luckily, you know, the face the face lighting, yeah, yeah. that saved me because I kept that on for like five minutes and then I covered my face. Oh. So <laughs> if I wouldn't Otherwise. have done that, I probably wouldn't have come to work. Oh, wow. That would have been funny. Yeah. it's been It's been a few days now and it's still red and on fire. Do people still, do they still give you like the dolphin or the Playboy bunny to like put on your skin? You know, like so when you're in there, then you get out, it shows you like I think they how do, dark yeah. or whatever. You can still get those. The bananas or whatever. It doesn't I, matter. I've never done that because I don't like tan lines. Whoa. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> no, yeah, I am. All right. Um, I, I've, I've tried tanning beds, but they've never really actually worked for me. I just don't think tanning is the thing i would not recommend you get it to get into tanning i mean i have olive skin so i'm gonna i tan in like five minutes well i i've done it a couple of times different stages of my life one time you know hey i'm going to mexico i better get a good base tan going right (laughs) just get the burn over with yeah let's just get it on and i mean i got a a darker shade i look like a dirty white you know (laughs) or whatever i believe they call it eggshell um off-white yeah kind of a beige-ish um but I don't. I never really got like, hey, that guy. And I, I just don't like it. But I do the the idea of it, the laying down that warm bed, the lights come on. It's it's like you're being covered with a humming warm blanket. It's a great idea. But I always kind of had like that 
weird look like i because i did it nude because i'm like i don't want a tan line i'm gonna do this let's yeah. do this thing you know what i mean and uh the awkwardness one time i was laying in a bed and all of a sudden i heard the door open oh no and i'm like well this is awkward and somebody like walked in and was like oh is somebody using this and i'm you like you have to lock the door brandon oh why would i lock a door what if something goes wrong you know and somebody needs to come in and they save can chop me. it down chop it down just leave it unlocked so they can walk in and be like do you need help in here, sir? <laughs> I like check that door like five times. Oh no! I don't want anybody walking. I'm in. just laying there naked. It's I mean they've got to open up the thing to see me. And how weird would I look with all them blue lights or whatever they are on me? You know, like an alien. <laughs> you glow. You glow too. Yeah. You're white. <laughs> I'm white. So <laughs> they open that up. They're going to need eye protection. You know. But yeah, you know, tanning beds. I'm no big fan of a snake. Told a story last <laughs> nope. week about my husband bringing a garden snake up to the bedroom to show it to me knowing that i don't like snakes why not it's a gardener and, and that is his husband like rights he <laughs> has to i'm just thankful it wasn't a rattlesnake well yeah have you ever encountered a rattlesnake i've, I've never seen one live. a lot not like a lot 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 but a lot i've Where seen them like, in the zoo and that's it like doing picking up hay bales as a kid you kick over a hay bale to pick it up and it's like oh hey Hello there. You know, pick that one up later. <laughs> really? Mosey on, yeah. Won't they, like, come at you? I don't believe. I've never had one, like, chase me or come after me, but it's, you see it and you're like, you just kind of back away. Like, what? I have nightmares about that. We'll come back later. But I, I don't, rattlesnakes are weird. You know what I mean? They swim. They climb they trees. They swim? Oh, yeah. You'd be out swimming at the lake. I won't mention the lake. But you go swimming at the lake and all of a sudden it'd be like, you're doing your breaststroke right next to a freaking rattlesnake. If it's Angostura, I'm never going back. I'm not saying it is, but I ain't saying it ain't. Oh, nice, Brandon. Listen to this terror story. Okay. There's a rattlesnake-infested island in the Gulf of California. Sounds horrid. This is horrible. So two men and one woman, they're scientists, right? And they hire this boat guy to take them out to this island. It's called the Turtle Island. (laughs) Should be called Snake Island. (laughs) And I think I've actually been to this island. Yuck. And that's what bothers me. But this island is also known for their rattlesnakes. They have a rattlesnake species. It's known as the Tortuga Island Rattlesnake. That sounds like a horrible name. I don't know if they were going to this island to study the snakes or the turtles, but either way, they, they're scientists. They know what's on the island. Yeah, dumb. That's crazy. So they got stuck on the island. The person that dropped them off <laughs> never came back. So they were stuck on this island for three days. People finally noticed they were gone. They hired a, a naval vessel to come by and pick them up. Oh, man. Here they are stuck on this rattlesnake-infested island for three days. How did they sleep? Because just like you said, they swim, they climb. Everything. What? How are Yuck. you supposed to get away from... Did they like take turns staying up all night? Did I mean, they build fires around themselves? you got to think, though, with two guys and a girl... She took charge and probably shooed away the snakes because, you know, the guys are too scared. I think we can all confirm that unless the men were men, but they were scientists. So probably not that they <laughs> they weren't like, ah, snake. Ah. But snakes are they're not necessarily they're not going to come and attack you unless they feel threatened. So if you're just hanging out, they're like, oh, he's just chilling, too. Well, that's cool. Let's sunbathe. They might seek your warmth, though. Yeah. What if you're like building your bed to sleep in? And they're nesting under it. You think you wake up and you've got one of them vibrating beds at the cheap hotel. You're in some (laughs) weird dream. In reality, it's just a bunch of rattlesnakes. I guarantee they took turns sleeping. Yeah. Because that's terrifying. Uh, Is that a turtle or a snake coming by? Yeah. Either way, I'm out. (laughs) And did they make, did they like eat the turtles? I don't know. You know, turtle snakes. 
I wonder, do snakes eat turtles? They're too big, ain't they? I don't really Maybe know. Maybe they're all friends. Yeah. They're both reptiles. Turtles in a half shell, turtle power. <laughs> what were they doing on the island, though? Three scientists going to a rattlesnake-infested island. What are they going to do there? Duddies. Oh, look how much bigger this rattlesnake is than that rattlesnake. <laughs> is this, you know how we read about these stupid surveys all the time? Yeah. Is this one of them? Is this the study for the survey? This is it. Uh, survey says three out of three scientists hate islands filled with snakes. There's three types of people in this world. Those who want a birthday party, those who don't want one, and then there's the ones that really don't want one. Yep. There's a guy in, in Kentucky. His name is Kevin Burling. Back in 2019, he asked his then-employer Gravity Diagnostics not to celebrate his birthday because he said he had an anxiety disorder yep. and it would trigger a panic attack. Well, the company ignored it. They threw him a party over lunchtime anyway. Naturally, he got very upset and he did have a panic attack. Whoa. He left to have lunch in his car. And then his bosses went out to confront him about it, and he freaked out again. A few days later, he got fired. Hmm. So he ended up suing the company, and they awarded him $450,000. $150 for lost pay, $300 for emotional distress. Because they <laughs> said he's suffering from an adverse employment action because of the anxiety disability. And wow. the company says they stand by what they did. They would they would still fire him for it because they said they were protecting the other employees because he got violent. Well, see, that's a thing is I feel like the, the only problem that I see in this whole situation is that they threw him a party after he said, I don't want to celebrate it. I have an anxiety attack like they got to respect your wishes. You know what I mean? Maybe just give him a card. And that's it. And hey, everybody else gets a party but you. I get it. He gets anxiety. Don't even make a deal out of it. Just move on, right? Yeah, don't judge him for it either. Yeah, don't judge him. But no, they threw him a party anyways. And I'm sure on their side of the coin, they were probably like, ah, he's kidding, right? Yeah. He, he must be shy because he's turning 40 or 50 or whatever, 30. Yeah, we'll get him. We'll get him. Let's break the ice with him. Let's have a big one, you know? And and so they do something special. They intent was probably great. You know, let's have a good surprise party for this guy, and, and then it completely backfired. I can kind of see it a little bit when it's my birthday and everybody's, like, looking at me and talking about me and everything's focused yeah. on me. I Inside, I'm like, I can't wait till this is over, you know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I kind of like it at the same time. Yep. So I can kind of see that, but I can't imagine having an anxiety attack over it. This guy yeah. is, like, maybe he's been through something in the past. Well, and that's the thing. And then the fact that they had to fire him, obviously, they said he got a little violent. But they were probably like, well, we're sorry, but we don't got space for you. We like to celebrate. We like to do things. And you just don't fit us as a company. Like, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that, right? I mean, sorry, you're a good guy and everything. We'll put on a – you work somewhere else. We'll give you raving reviews, but don't throw him a freaking birthday party. <laughs> I bet in their interviews now, one of their questions is, so do you like to have birthday parties? Yeah, how about uh, birthday parties? How do you feel about that? And if the person says, no, nah, I don't really like it, they're like, so we'll give you a call. Once upon a time, Brandon, okay. little kid comes home from school, <laughs> dumps out his Easter bag because they had been celebrating at school. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. Some have Snickers, some have jelly beans, mm, some have condoms. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> We're talking elementary school here. Uh, what would you do if that happened? You know, I don't, I probably wouldn't throw too big of a fit. Might shoot the teacher an email, you know, be like, hey. FYI, 
little Johnny came home with a bunch of condoms in his Easter egg basket from school. What's, What's up? up with that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'd probably do the same thing. Like, I'd probably be laughing, actually. I mean, I think they do sex ed in like the fourth or fifth grade, don't they? So, I mean, I would be like, uh, did I miss something? Was there a permission slip that I didn't get or something? <laughs> Especially with my kid in kindergarten. Because I'd like to skip the condom really part if that's all right. Are you trying to tell young. me and my husband something? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but this really happened last Thursday. There was an Easter bunny standing outside an elementary school. Instead of handing out candy, some of the eggs had unopened condoms. And people were like, what is going on? This is a sick individual. It ended up being a parent. <clears throat> and they had to ask that parent to leave. Sounds like it was an accident, though. Because somebody posted on Twitter and explained it. The parent in the Easter Bunny costume works as a pharmacist and had done an Easter-themed safe sex clinic earlier in that day. Oh, <laughs> so she was still in costume when she picked up her second grader and all the kids were like mobbing her, you know, oh, yeah, the yeah. Easter Bunny, the Easter Bunny. Yep. So she calls up her husband. Can you bring me some eggs to hand out? Right. He accidentally grabs the wrong eggs that were left over from the safe Classic. sex clinic. Boom. And she starts handing those out. Funny how she blames it on the husband. You know, it's like, take a little credit here. You know, they're your <laughs> eggs, ma'am. They're your eggs. <laughs> Maybe her husband <laughs> Was trying to tell her something. Yeah. Hey, don't be a fool, bunny. <laughs> I bet like some parents came home and kids were like playing with these <laughs> condoms, you know, flinging things across the room with oh, them, yeah. making like, you know, what are those? Slingshots. Slingshots. Yeah. yeah. Slinging their candy and eggs across the room, having war. Uh, parents are like, uh, what is going on here? Yeah. Where'd you get that? <laughs> like, it's all ooey and gooey <laughs> and my lips are numb from blowing it up. <laughs> Are you ready for this one, Brandon? Yeah. I have a kindergartner, mm-hmm. and kindergartners are, they kind of seem drunk as it is. Yep. This girl in this kindergarten class, sat. they all sat down at snack time. I can't even talk right now because this is crazy. And she pulled out of a bottle of pre-mixed margaritas. <laughs> this kindergartner had this in her backpack. <laughs> she starts pouring it out to all the kids. Your kids? Several kids were drinking margaritas at snack time i wonder what the thought was like are they a little kid like why like it's just lemonade or you know what i mean like they thought it was juice just juice yeah. yeah they thought it was juice so they're all drinking margaritas <laughs> during snack time and one of the little girls starts feeling like like an upset tummy yeah, kind of yeah. woozy oh uh, yeah can you imagine a whole class of kindergartners <laughs> drunk drunk what, it's not going to take much for their little body. The teacher wasn't like, where'd you guys all get juice? What What's going on here? <laughs> the, uh, one of the kids knew it was alcohol. Oh, really? The girl that brought it, she knew. Oh. And so they were sharing it. Oh, but she didn't think probably like bad things. She was thinking, my parents love this. And then the, <clears throat> one of the girls brought it up to the teacher and was like, look what we're drinking. And the teacher was like, O-M-G. <laughs> <laughs> So listen to what one of the moms said. He claimed she drank four to five sips. She's feel like a little woozy. She's a little dizzy when we went in, in there with the principal. She said the girl put it in her cup. The girl ended up telling her what it was. So she went to the teacher and told the teacher that it's liquor in this cup. And the teacher gave her like a funny face. I'm not sure if they short-staffed or whatever, but, you know, it shouldn't have happened. That is hilarious. What do you do? Like, everybody sit down and pull out your snacks, and then, you know, it gives the teachers time to do other things to prepare for the next thing. Yeah. Before you know it, the class is drunk. 
on yeah. the floor. You're like, what is going on? Everybody's a little. You'd think they'd get mellow, actually. You'd think because they're little, they can't handle booze. So they ain't going to get crazy, right? You'd think they'd be like a couple sips and all of a sudden like, everybody's just kind of slouched in their chairs. Oh, the world, right? <laughs> <You know? laughs> they're all counting. One tequila, two tequila, <laughs> yeah. three tequila floor. <laughs> I don't even want to be on the swing anymore. <laughs> nice outfit, teacher. The quiet kid in the class finally starts hitting on the teacher. <laughs> hey, so uh, how about me and you go to that lunchroom? Or you want to push me on the swing? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to be my date at lunch? Yeah. Hey, it'd be really cool if you wanted to. Do you want to go play house? Start singing to her. <laughs> A, B, C, D. Mary had a little lamb. She loves you. <laughs> Man, it'd be, it'd be something. But I really do think, though, the kids would probably be passed out, like, almost instantly. Gut aches, obviously, right away. Because that stuff's, it's hardcore. Tequila's pretty, you don't just start. That's something that would happen to me if I was a substitute teacher. Somebody would sneak in some freaking booze like that. And I'd be like, okay, how am I going to get out of this situation? All right, kids, let's get you some bread. Let's get you some crackers. <laughs> Who in here's ever had coffee? Who in here's ever had coffee? Are what? you a cereal eater, Brandon? I love cereal. I mean, I don't eat as much cereal as I have in the past. You know, it really it was my life for the longest time with cereal. I have a bowl that's still at my mom's house that is orange, and it's a mixing bowl, and that's what I would eat cereal out of. Wow. I love cereal. What are your favorites? Oh, man. I mean, it's hard to narrow it down. You've got, like, Cocoa Puffs and Tricks and, you know. I, I'm not big into the Rice Krispies. It takes too long to eat. Wheat Thins, Honey Bunches of Oats. I mean, gosh darn. Then you get into the, you know, Cheerios and Frosted Flakes and Cocoa Pebbles and then Lucky Charms, though. And the Captain Crunches are the best. Wait, wait, slow down. You eat Lucky what? Charms? Oh, I love Lucky Charms. Yeah, you got the marshmallows Ooh. and everything. Like recently, have you eaten it? Oh, no. I know. I haven't had cereal in a while, but, you know, because I've been trying not to, but yeah. Well, the people that have been eating Lucky Charms lately are not feeling so lucky. Oh, you know really? What I mean? Yeah. There's a food recall on it. Oh. Dozens of customers complaining about getting sick after eating it. More than 100 complaints related to Lucky Charms in the past few months. Ooh. They don't even know what's causing it. And people are vomiting, they are doing the other thing. Oh, no. It's not good. And there's people, like, petitioning it on IWasPoisoned.com. Boy, they get you That's how bad this is. Oh, that's not good. IWasPoisoned.com. IWasPoisoned.com. If you've been eating Lucky Charms, you might want to go visit that site. So General Mills, they're the company that makes Lucky Charms, said they're taking the report seriously. They're trying to figure it out, and it's being investigated. That's crazy. Can you find Lucky Charms in the store right now? Can you still buy it? I don't know. That's what I want to know. Well, I suppose it's like a recall on a car or anything else. There's got to be more complaints. And there's things you don't just eat your cereal dry. You know, there's other. What if these people are actually all the 100 complaints are coming from a bad source of milk? They thought about that. Maybe they've all used the same. That's utter madness if you think about it. But no, they're blaming it on Lucky Charms. You know, I, I think either way, all sugary cereal is poison. I don't think so. Sugar is poison. It's not. I mean, it's a little sugar. Cancer sure. feeds off sugar. Okay, well, all I know is is that the frosted toasted oat cereal, also known as Lucky Charms, and me get along real well, and I love it. Well, have you found your pot of gold yet? No, but I'll keep eating and eating until I do. Top of the morn. 
Thank you for coming. I'm Lucky the Leprechaun, and as official spokesman for Lucky Charms, I'd like to address the FDA's investigation into our cereal, making people, oh, how should I put this, tragically sickened. We're hoping to get to the bottom of this, but it might have something to do with eating marshmallows for breakfast. Personally, I blame the purple horseshoes. They're made in China, you know. But the FDA has unfairly singled us out. Where's their investigation into Reese's Puffs? There's a cereal called Cinnabon, for Pete's sake. And what about the tricks, Rabbit? That silly rabbit doesn't have to hold a press conference to eat crow, which is actually healthier than eating tricks. But oh no, drag out the emigrant from Ireland and blame everything on him. But what else is new? They're always after me lucky charms. The People's Convoy. Have you been following that a little bit? Do you know what it's about? Um, no. I mean, I know it's a thing, but it's no, like I haven't really been following it. It's like one of those events, and I was like, I didn't know about it until the day it came through here. I right. would have loved to go out there and, you know, cheer them on as they drove through. I saw pictures on Facebook. Yeah. I would have loved to have been a part of that. It would what? have been cool to see it. I, I can't remember what I had going on, something I, there's no way I could have went. I, I can't remember what it was, but... But yeah. What is it for? I don't know. So I looked it up and it says this. America's love our freedoms and love the Constitution of the United States of America. This convoy aims to bring back our freedoms, our civil liberties, and bring an end to all unconstitutional mandates. Um, This is about our rights as well as the freedom of future generations. Wow. It's really cool that they're doing that. Yeah. So hats off to those guys. Yeah, I mean, anybody that's willing to stand up in a peaceful protest like that and for anything they believe in, it's good. Yeah. I did just read an article about something they're trying to overcome. Okay. okay. So there's tons of people in this convoy. Yeah. You know, they're having to deal with people breaking down on the side of the interstate. That's yep. everything. They all work together. They keep it going. But there's another problem they're having. It's dogs peeing on their food. What? Dogs are peeing on their food. How? Like in the trucks? This this guy, his name is Trucker Ron Coleman. Oh, he goes sure. by the alias Gray Wolf. The <laughs> truckers are so cool. Wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I do have to do something about the dogs. He sounds like he's like one of those really nice guys that's not assertive. Yeah. Because he says, I'm trying to figure out how to be sensitive enough to let the people with the dogs know that their dogs are peeing on our food. You uh, tell them, keep your dogs away from the food. You one, rope it off. <laughs> one pee on my food and there'd be a problem. Yeah. I mean, your dog's over peeing on my stuff, you know. I mean, like. And it's obviously the males. Because females maybe. can't lift and pee. You never know. They might come over and squat up in your whatever you got going on. <laughs> or what if, like, I'm a little confused to their food situation. So their food rations are kept somewhere. And obviously the dogs are kept somewhere similar. There's not a lot to do there in a truck and a trailer. So obviously they're peeing in the truck and the food's on a storage thing underneath and it's leaking through yeah i mean or are they like in the trailer i don't know i don't get it they're having to throw some of the food away well, yeah why is this even a problem separate the two yeah that's. i what would I never keep it. those two together in the first place yeah here let's keep the dog kennels up above we'll hold them up on boxes of cheerios or whatever i don't you know on all of our what, what kind of food do you carry in your truck now, what is this saying about the food are the, are the dogs like, you don't want to eat that? Trust me. I'll I'm take care of this you. for you. This Lucky Charms have had a recall on it. You don't want to eat this. I'm going to pee on it. Okay, survival tips. If you were stranded out in the desert, 
where would you look for water? Like my favorite show, Naked and Afraid. Yeah, what do they do? Uh, get them naked and send them out under the woods or the wilderness or the desert. Where would I look for water? I'd find the nearest tree, and there's got to be a water source there. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Well, have you ever heard this? Drinking water from a cactus can help you survive in the desert. Yeah. In the desert. Yeah. That is not true. It's not? It'll actually, it could be fatal. Oh, really? Because it's not water in the cactus. Inside the cactus, there's acids that can cause diarrhea and fatal dehydration. Ouch. There's yeah. there's water, but just a little bit. The yeah. rest is acids. Yo, that's, that's the opposite of what a guy would want. Yeah. You know? Hmm. Yeah. I've seen in cartoons, they like dig a little bit in the sand and there's water. Yeah. You sure? I don't think that's how it works, but <laughs> sure. But however, I mean, if there's a tree there, like an actual tree, I mean, there's water somewhere, yeah. so you could dig down. Maybe. You could also do what Bear Grylls does and uh-huh. just drink your pee. Yeah, you could yeah. always do that. Yeah. What about this one? In a, When there's a tornado opening all your windows in your house, do you think that's a good idea? I don't. No, because yeah. I think it would be a vacuum which would blow off your roof. Exactly. That's what it says here. Good job, Brandon. No, thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. It says to spend your time getting to the basement. Uh, the third one, lightning strikes. Mm-hmm. It says that people say, or the myth is, that lightning never strikes in the same place. So when it strikes somewhere, you could go to that place and be safe. <laughs> no, you asked, there's some people out there who have been struck by lightning a couple of times. Yeah. So, and it was the same storm. The myth actually started because of a joke. Lightning never strikes the same place twice, and then they leave out the ending, because the same place isn't there anymore. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, don't do that. Yep, no. Uh, the last one here. What about rationing your water? If you were out in the desert and you had one gallon of water, mm-hmm. would you try to ration it? Would you drink it a little bit at a time? Yeah, just a little bit at a time. Get it to extend as long as I could. Says not to do that. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. The right move is to ration sweat, not water. How try the heck to stay. Would I do that. You try to stay cool. Drink your water oh. and use the strength to get from that water to search for more water because dehydration is way worse. Yeah. I'm down. But then also, too, if you drink that gallon of water, let's say it's an actual gallon of water, then you have a gallon to pee in. Yeah. And that's my trucker life. And then all of a sudden it's, boom, you're drinking your pee and it tastes good. (laughs) I want to know, how do you drink your pee? Do you have to boil it or do you just drink it straight? Yeah, you could drink it straight. And I think you could do it up to three times before it starts getting poisonous for you. Because after a few amount, maybe it's three or four then your body doesn't, because it's, pro, it's filtering it, your body is, you know, it's your pee, you yeah. know what I mean? It is what it is. But after a while, it starts getting thick in uh, ammonia or something. Oh, I don't gross. know. I don't know what it is, but yeah. So you always test things out for us. Would you be willing to drink your pee on the air? Uh, I'll do it if you do it. I'm not going to do it. Well, then, there you go. Well, I get it. I get that you're not going to do it. Uh, why? When there's it was worth asking. F- when there's perfectly fine water. If I had to, sure. <laughs> That's like saying, would you eat a bug? No, because I'm going to go eat lunch. But if we were out in the woods and we had to drink our pee and eat bugs, sure. But if you and I were stranded out somewhere, you would know how to drink the pee. Oh, uh, yeah. I'd put it in a cup and drink it. <laughs> I got a shooter. Put it on the shot ski. <laughs> so you're not the laundry person in your family, but I am. Yeah. And Douglas and I are pretty serious about emptying the lint dryer in the dryer after every single load and i've always been like that because when i was a kid i knew a family that lost their home because of the dryer like the dryer was not cleaned out properly and that lint 
is very flammable. That's why you have to take it out. Yeah. That's why your dryer catches it. It can it can start a fire very easily. So we're very serious about that. What about you guys? Yeah, extremely serious. Like I said, I don't really clean out the the I don't do the laundry, but I do take the dryer apart about once a year ish. I'd like to take it apart, kind of vacuum it. Our newer dryer dryer isn't as bad as our older dryer was. That really seemed to collect a lot of lint on the outside of the dryer. The vent part of it would get plugged up, and that's where you're really going to get your problems is, you know, if it gets by the heating element and poof, it catches on fire. Yeah, you know? that's scary. That's so scary. Yeah. And spring's here, right? Yeah. We're going to be spring cleaning. I know I like to. Uh, I yeah. don't know. I don't want to do it, but it's just something like I feel like I have to do. Like you gotta, you gotta clean the winter out of your house. Well, yeah, and it's free dump week this week too, so it's like haul everything to the dump and you know spring clean. It's right now, right yeah. now, spring clean. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah, we need to start spring cleaning. Just add that to your list: emptying out the lint dryer after every load, yeah. and maybe vacuuming it out like Brandon does. I need to do that then. I haven't done that. No, yeah, and vacuum that baby out. Take sometimes you got to take the back off or. Or even take the tube off of the back and like just vacuum the hoses that go to your outside, you know, kind of knock all the stuff off. You might find a sock, you know, whatever. It'll be great. <laughs> but yeah, it's like flashbacks from when I was a kid. I remember the smell oh, yeah. of that home burning down. And that's just something that's always stuck with me. And I'm very serious about the lint dryer because of that. Yeah. And we have a story to tell you next that's kind of bringing it all back as well. Another family that probably wishes that they would have been doing the same thing. So we've been talking about dryer lint and how we're both very serious about emptying that out of the dryer and it's spring cleaning time. So, you know, maybe vacuuming out the dryer. It's a good way to keep your family safe from, you know, a house burning down. There's also other uses for lint. Like if you don't want to throw it away, you can use it for camping, like to start yeah. a fire. Yeah. That's how flammable it is. You yeah, can extremely. use it to yeah. start a campfire. Uh, yep. Stuffing. You said you had an ex-girlfriend in high school. Yeah. yeah, she made me a little pillow, and she was just doing a sewing project at home, bored, and was like, oh, no, I have nothing to stuff this pillow with. And then she was like, oh, I'll use dryer lint, which seems kind of weird at first. It's like kind of grossish, but it's dryer. It's already clean, right? And it actually smelled really good always. If And it was small pillow. It wasn't that big, like a little neck pillow. But it always smelled good. It's <laughs> crazy. You can also use lint to clean spills up, like if you spill something. like a mm-hmm. Just like a paper towel. Uh, bedding for your small pets. Packing material. Compost. Mulch for plants. You can make art out of it. <laughs> I We should maybe try that. Yeah. Try make to do some, some art. art. <laughs> some paper mache. You can even make clay out of it. Yeah. Never seen that. So it's probably a good recipe out there for that. But uh, lint can also be terrifying. There's a family that's without a home because they didn't empty their lint dryer out. Thank goodness nobody was hurt. But on April 14th, this house caught on fire because they were doing laundry and nobody had emptied out the lint in the dryer and it ignited. There's heat in there. So it ignites very easily. Well, you think about your dryer, there's a heating element in there, like a coil pack that gets hotter than hot. I mean, it instantly goes to red hot. And if any of that flammable stuff touches it, naturally it's going to start on fire. And the way those dryers are designed for that airflow, they have to go out where that lint. Well, if that lint keeps piling up on your lint catcher and you don't empty it out, then it starts packing, going to other places, and eventually it's going to get 
to the heating element. And it was so bad, Brandon, that it, it had been so long that they hadn't emptied out their lint dryer that it was even on the walls and like oh, all over the tube that wow. goes to the vent. Yeah. It was everywhere. Yeah, it gets it, and it does go everywhere. Some dryers are built better than others, and they have a little better sealing process. But I mean, that stuff goes everywhere. There's also services you can hire somebody to come to your home and clean your dryer vents, your heating vents in your home because it's a similar kind of problem in your home. All that dust and dog hair, cat hair, whatever. If you have animals, it gets into your vents of your home, and there's places that will come through and literally clean out. It will gross you out what's going through your vents. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, so this may seem silly that the roadhouse is talking about lint in your dryer, but you know maybe you go clean yours out today and could save your home in the yep. future. So happy spring cleaning. Happy spring cleaning. Okay, we need to talk about Better Call Saul. What an awesome show. I know. Final season, so good. We're both huge fans. Oh, uh, big fans. By the way, when my wife and I were in Albuquerque, this last summer, they were filming there, and we left the day that Odenkirk had his oh, heart that's attack. So cool! Yeah. Oh man, you got. If you're a fan of Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, go to Albuquerque. There's a store called the Breaking Bad Gift Store that's got a little museum inside of it. That's fantastic. It's right in Old Town Albuquerque, and you can go online. You can find all the locations including the place where they have um, uh, Walter White's tombstone. No way. It's so cool. It's so cool. Anyway. That is amazing. I have to go see it. Oh, it's so great. You can go by the White's house and get flipped off by the lady who owns it. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. She hates tourists. Because, I mean, you know, back in the day, people were throwing pizzas up on a roof and stuff like that. But And I can understand her being a little pissed about that. But uh, she does. She sits out there on her phone. And flips people off. They've got a big gate in front of it <laughs> and everything. It. Yeah. Now I want to go see her. Well, yeah, you got to. You have absolutely have. <laughs> and I know you've been watching the latest season. Yep, I just started watching. It came out on Monday. The it was a two hour thing, and you know because I do this for a living, I couldn't stay up to watch the whole thing. <laughs> I need help because I don't remember how the last season ended. It's been two years. Okay, uh, so basically the last season ended up, there was a couple of subplots. Number one was the whole Sandpiper Retirement Village. Remember that? There was a lawsuit. Yeah. And Hamlin Hamlin and uh, McGill, the mm-hmm. law firm, they uh, were involved in it, and Kim Wexler, they sabotaged that whole case, and she wins Sandpiper. And it's, it's kind of a thing where they're getting revenge on Howard Hamlin, who was McGill's partner and didn't like Jimmy and everything. That goes way back several seasons. So that's how one subplot was. But the major plot of this thing had to do with the Salamanca drug cartel and Gus Fring, who owns Los Polios Loco, well, yeah, I love well, that guy. Hermanos, that guy. And he's, and the little war between the Salamancas and him. You know, Hector Salamanca is the guy in the wheelchair, right, with the, with the bell. Right. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. And then they introduced last season, a guy his name is his name is Lalo L A L O Lalo Salamanca who became the head of the Salamanca. He bugs me so much. Oh yeah, he's really creepy. He's like an adult brat. Yeah, he's so creepy, but he's also I mean, what a great character. And if you remember, the season ended with Gus Fring trying to take him out. And he got uh, Nacho. Remember that kid, the guy, young guy Nacho. Yep. Nacho was in the cell. It was a soldier for the Salamanca cartel, but became a mole for them. And then Saul Goodman, because Jimmy McGill became Saul Goodman two right. seasons ago, and a full-on Saul Goodman got involved with the Salamancas because, remember, Lalo sent Jimmy 
to or or Saul to Mexico to retrieve like seven million dollars, and he got lost in the desert, and there was a shootout, and Mike Armentrout saved him, and he got back into uh, into Albuquerque, and then he got uh, Salamanca off, got him out on bail for seven million dollars bail. Yeah. Yeah. So now he's now Saul Goodman is firmly entrenched in the underworld, uh, you know, the drug cartels and things like that. So that's kind of how it end. Well, then it ended. If I'm not mistaken, it ended with uh, a shootout because Nacho let these mercenaries into Salamanca's hacienda, his house, his his estate, and they tried to kill him, but they were unsuccessful. The mercenaries were. So now Salamanca is seeking revenge and all that sort of thing. There's so much to discuss. we got to take a little break, and then we'll come back, and we'll talk a little bit more about it, because I have some more questions about the upcoming season as well. So here we are. We have more questions for D-Ray. We're talking about Better Call Saul, and it's been two years since the show's been on the air, so we're kind of getting a recap and talking a little bit about the new season that's coming up. Now, the writer says that the El Camino movie, Better Call Saul, and Breaking Bad are all going to come together in mm-hmm. this season of Better Call Saul. Yeah, there are rumors that uh, that both uh, Walter White and Jesse, yeah. the, the, the actors, they're, they're involved in this. They're going to make It's going to bring appearance. everything together. But as you know, in previous seasons of Better Call Saul, because they had, uh, what's the guy's name, Werner, I think the, the Germans who built that lab that's in Breaking Bad, the huge lab underneath the... the uh, the laundry company. Yeah. yeah, that whole thing with Armand Trout and everything like that. So, yeah, everything is falling into line. It's such... It's so good. But my big so question good. as mm-hmm. a female, I want to know if Saul Goodman is still married to Kim Wexler in Breaking Bad. Um, I want to know if they stay well, together. Well, the thing is, is that Kim Wexler isn't in Breaking Bad. I know. Is she at home? Well, Is she doing her own thing? A lot, there's a lot of rumors that it's going to end tragically. Oh, no. Which I hope not. But I also remember that Saul, at, towards the end of Breaking Bad, there was just a minor, minor scene where his secretary, they're, they're, you know, everyone's bugging out because all hell is breaking loose on Breaking Bad, right? And Saul Goodman gives a card to his secretary says, if you get in any trouble, call her. She's the best. And I think that might be oh. Kim Wexler. Ooh, chills. Yeah, chills, exactly. Oh that might gosh. be, yeah. And but, another question. Yes. You know how a lot of the, the episodes have been starting in black and white with him working at mm-hmm. Cinnabon. Yeah. Is that him? In Omaha, yeah. At the end of Breaking Bad? Oh, that's, Bad? that's what it is. Yeah, that's his... Uh, that, that's that, Undercover. That's that's his uh, new identity because, of course, when he left, the vacuum cleaner guy, I can't remember his name, but the vacuum cleaner guy sent him to Omaha. That's right. To to have his assumed life. Because remember the beginning of season five, the last season, he got discovered. Because someone saw him in yep. the mall saying, oh man, you're the, you're the uh-huh. guy from the ads. And he's and so, like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. And so he tries to get a new identity. And he, then he says, screw it. I'm just going to do it myself. Yeah. And that's how that part ended. It's you know, so and, exciting. And there hasn't been any, uh, and I t- can tell you this because I started watching, uh, you know, there hasn't been any mention of that yet. Wow. I haven't seen the new season yet, so I'm watching it tonight. Yeah, yeah. I got I to gotta finish watching it tonight. Yeah. Do you know who hasn't even seen Breaking Bad? Brandon. Really? I haven't seen any of it. Oh, I think you'd, I think you'd really like it, man. Totally. It's a time I, thing for me. I of think course. they're all good shows, and it's crazy to hear that they're all t- kind of halfway tied together, but 
Uh, it's a time thing for me. So it's like, oh, I don't have the time to sit down, especially now. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm way behind, but uh, someday. Yeah, you can catch up. I mean, well, the two-year hiatus, uh, my wife and I totally rewatched all of Breaking Bad. We rewatched everything, and we watched El Camino. And uh, I yeah. think Doug and I did the same thing, but we did it like two years ago. Yeah, it's been a while, but it's oh, the shows are so good. They're so well done. Definitely. Give it a watch. Hmm. Have you ever had an experience with a ghost? No. Mm-mm. Nope. Really? Yeah. Probably the closest encounter would have been, and I can't tell, I'm pretty sure somebody's screwing with me. We were seventh graders-ish playing the Ouija board. Oh, yeah. And it was spelling stuff out. And and I really think it was somebody else. Like, we were all had our hands on it. You know what I mean? And there was like three or four of us, and I think somebody was moving it. I don't think it was real. I think everybody that does a Ouija board thinks that. No, it was fake. It had to have been. I don't think Ouija boards are fake. I think those things are creepy. Because none of us got the money it said we were going to get. So. <laughs> Is that what you were asking it? No, it was, yeah, but no. Um, I mean, we weren't like saying, get us some money. How do we get money? It was like, you will get this money by the time you're this old or something. And we were, no. Yeah. It never happened. Well, after my, my grandma passed, a lot of us experienced little things. Mm-hmm. Like my nephew was saying a little prayer for her before uh-huh. he went to bed. And his computer screen went on. She's like an electronics. Whoa. She's like an electronics spirit, I guess. That's pretty wild. Like, um, I'll be thinking about her and uh, the lights will flicker, things like that. Just mm-hmm. Or like the the Alexa will like do like some weird, creepy sound like that. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, there's grandma. Like, she likes to mess with electronics. Yeah. So I like that kind of stuff. But there's some studies that they've done on how you know that a ghost is nearby. And one of them is sensing a presence in the room. So just like a weird feeling that somebody else is there. Mm-hmm. That's the way. Or your pets start acting weird. Have yeah. you ever seen anything with a pet? Not really. I mean, now that I think about it, the only thing that I think was really weird is like my mother-in-law, Megan's mom, yeah. when she passed away, before she passed away, one of the things she would always do is she'd turn our ceiling fan off because she was constantly cold. Yeah. So if she was over, I'd be like, I'm hot. Where? Why is this fan off? And so I'd turn the fan back on. And, it, and then after she passed, I'd be sitting in the living room. And I'm like, well, who turned the fan off? Oh, weird. And so that was weird. But honestly, it could have been Megan. I don't really know. Yeah. But. A weird smell like a perfume you don't wear. My great-grandfather, I remember when I was a kid, after mm-hmm. he passed away, I smelled his pipe for a long time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he had a stroke, and so he he did something one time to me. He, like, pulled my hair. Like, he got mad at me and pulled my hair, and he didn't really realize what he was doing. Oh. And so I was always scared of him, so I think he was he was watching over me a little bit because, Yeah, you know, like you're trying to make up for it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I've had that where, like, you'll be, even in your car and you smell. Shoot, you have that when you have, like, an ex-girlfriend, somebody you broke up with or something, right? And yeah. you have that where, like, all of a sudden you smell their perfume for me, cologne maybe for you, whatever, their scent. And you're like, oh, and it happens when with memories like that scent or a song, that memory pops up and you can almost smell it. It's yes. right there. Yeah, yeah, it makes it real. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, feeling somebody touch you. That yeah. has also happened to me talking about my other grandma and she must not have approved of about what I said. And what I said was kind of <laughs> kind of like probably naughty, but I felt somebody hit my arm 
Mm-hmm. And, and I like, and I turned to my, my I'm going to call him my old husband because that's what yes. you do. Yeah. And I was like, what was that for? And he was like, what? And I was like, you didn't just hit my arm. And no, I was like, uh, come on, you're messing with me. I was like, come on, no, you just hit real. my arm. Yeah. Somebody just hit my arm. Like slapped yeah. my my forearm. Wow. Yeah. That's a trip. No. I know. And I always felt her with me. Uh, oftentimes so. I fantasize about somebody touching me, but no, it's never. Oh my gosh never happened <laughs> uh, no. let's see another thing on here ominous symbols like of a spirit anything with wings can apparently be signs of a, a like a ghost hmm. like crows outside or even butterflies wild like yeah my mom experienced something about my grandma with uh, angel things so that's, that's crazy cool. uh things falling by themselves like a book falling off a shelf like all of a sudden just kaboom yeah that's crazy feeling a shudder huh uh, hearing a voice when you're alone, getting goosebumps for no reason, um, feeling drawn back to places that were important to someone who's already passed away. Those are the 10 things. Wow. Huh. I mean, I get cold chills every now and again. I mean, you've seen me like shake and you're like, what was yeah. that? And it, but I don't think it's because like, I mean, maybe, maybe yeah, there's, you a, just never know. Maybe there's a ghost behind me goosing me. I have no idea. <laughs> You know what I mean? I don't know. Our bodies are full of electricity. Yeah, it's like if if that's what it is, then I didn't know that's what it was. Yeah, I believe in all of this stuff. I've had little signs of everything on this list. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I wish there'd be a ghost that come along and just accidentally drop a little gift of money. You know, a little baggie. Just leave it somewhere. Or guide take my hand and guide me where the money's hidden, you know? It's Thursday. Roadhouse mailbag time. This is a good one today. My wife gets super mad at me for every dollar I spend. It's crazy annoying. We have a joint account that she monitors mostly. So if I buy anything, even if it's a small, cheap item, she gets super mad. Says to quit wasting money, blah, blah, blah. But we always have an amazing, uh, you know, Amazon package on the front step. And she's always buying clothes for who knows how much money. I've tried to confront her about it, but I don't want to start a fight. So what would work to get through this? All I want to do is buy a chuck wagon and a Mountain Dew and not get chewed out for it. <laughs> the poor guy. You know what? The best advice is, you know, just let her keep doing it. No, that's a horrible <laughs> idea. See, because that's me. No. That is totally is me. It? Yeah. You get mad at Douglas for spending money? What are you doing? No, we have separate bank accounts, and it's yeah. the best thing in the whole world. So that's what I recommend. Get different bank accounts, and you can spend your money however the heck you want. Yep. I suppose the, the right thing to say would be like, hey, look here, woman. You sit her down, and hey, babe, or honey, or bunches of oats, whatever you call her. And be like, I want a budget where I can spend money on whatever I want to spend money on, you know, whether it be a hundred bucks a week or whatever that case might be. But then you don't complain. I put it in my own separate wherever piggy bank in another bank account doesn't matter. And then I can do what I want with it because I need some money to be able to do what I want. The other side of the coin would be to just look at her and be like, look, I'm getting a separate account and however much money you need for my check, I'll give it to you. But. Outside of that, I'm going to buy whatever the hell I want, and you can just shut your mouth. No, you have your own bills assigned to you. Yeah. And it's covered. You get those paid. Whatever's left over, that's up to you. Some people like that control, though. In my first marriage, that wife took care of everything. I never had to worry about anything. I literally went through life like a kid. I was just like, hey, what's up? (laughs) The bills are paid. I don't even know. I don't even know how this stuff happens. That's how it was with my old husband. 
Yeah, I just like, hey, she did everything, which I don't know if she liked it. I think she did. Might have been the reason we got divorced. I don't know. (laughs) All I know is is a paycheck I got went straight to the bank. I don't even know what I got paid. I didn't care. She gave me an allowance like a child, and I would go (laughs) spend it. That's what I know. See, I did the finances in my previous marriage, and it was the worst thing ever because I knew what needed to get paid, but he was – like spending it and so i couldn't Uh-oh. pay these things and yeah. that was really frustrating so yeah this time i'm i'm happy with having two bank accounts i was a pretty good boy as in like i followed what she said don't spend any money okay can i buy this no and then i'd show up and I'd be like what the heck is that she'd be like well i bought that i bought this today i wanted to buy some that's not fair you know yeah. with a new wife we have separate accounts and you know we just yeah this is a big problem, I think, in many marriages. So, It is. If you'd like to chime in on the advice, 605-389-3456. Or you can send us an anonymous open mic. So we have a mailbag question this morning, and here it is. I need help, guys. My wife gets super mad at me for every dollar I spend. It's crazy annoying. We have a joint account that she monitors mostly. So if I buy anything, even if it's a small, cheap item, she gets super mad says to quit wasting money, blah, blah, blah. But we always have an amazing, uh, you know, Amazon package on the front step, and she's always buying clothes for who knows how much money. I've tried to confront her about it, but I don't want to start a fight. So what would work to get through this? All I want to do is buy a chuck wagon and a Mountain Dew and not get chewed out for it. Pretty common problem in a relationship these days. Uh, we got a caller on the phone. What do you think? I always, like, look more information. Like, is she a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home person? Does he make all the money? And that's why it's an even bigger deal. Um, I also wonder what she's ordering. Like, if it's things for the house, like, or is it just, oh, I bought beauty products and I bought this and that. And I saw it and I wanted it and I ordered it and just deal with it. Um, So I do think there definitely just needs to be major conversation. And then, like, I'm going kind of with Brandon on this one where everyone needs an allowance then. Like, okay, I can spend $100, honey, uh, you get $100, whatever, you can buy whatever you want. Then don't scream at me if I spend my $100 getting fast food or whatever I want to. Because uh, I think there was, I, think, I don't know if you guys are Dean and talked about marriages do best with a joint bank account. So... I don't think splitting it's the best idea um, just for that reason, you know, finances together, keep the marriage together, the relationship together. So I think the biggest thing then would be the allowances um, and then maybe you have a third allowance of things for the household. Like, hey, hon, if you want to buy a paper towel holder, you know, that doesn't count from you. That's something for the house. So right. you can use that in here. Yeah. First of all, how dare you mention Dean Taylor on our show? Yeah. And then I, I know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We love Dean Taylor. But yeah, I disagree though. I don't think joint bank accounts are good in personal experience. I, you know, I think it is good if if both parties can agree to the allowance like we said and that kind of thing, but it does take two people and don't let it be the reason. Like don't force yourself to have to have a joint bank account. You can do it separately if it makes your marriage last. You know what I mean? That's where sometimes I think people are like, it has to be joint. No, it, it don't. You know, it's it's okay if yeah. it makes your marriage better. Yeah, every marriage is different. Every relationship's different. 
if it works better separate, then that's always fine, too. It's just, you know, I think there was something with, if you have the two, the combined um, things, the combined checking accounts, that it makes you talk and work out the bills and then things like that better. Like, Something about opening up lines of com- of communication with your significant others. Well, maybe I am for the separate bank accounts because I'm that wife. So I think as a man, ultimately, you just have to put your foot down and tell her, hey, learn your place. Give me my money and you do you and I do me. Okay, go home and try that tonight. Tell me how it goes. No. I think this is so interesting what I have found. A list of strange, odd requests that artists have made on tour. Okay. So like Weird Al Yankovic, he requests a garish Hawaiian shirt at every appearance. <laughs> and then sure? he, he got too many. He didn't he was like running out of room for these things. Yeah. And he quit he quit doing it. Whoa. So he take them with? Yeah. He make them buy him a shirt. And keep it. And keep it. It's kind of genius. Yeah. So that's how you the get a free hell was I thinking? Why do I bring clothes to a show? Are you ready for another one? Yeah. Cher. Mm. Oh, this is so weird. She likes a separate room for her wigs. <laughs> <laughs> they oh, must be like pets or something. How like, creepy would it be to walk in that room? I don't know. Does she hire people to brush the wigs? This kind of makes me think of like Moira on Schitt's Creek, that show that I love. She's I like no obsessed idea. with her wigs and she's like always brushing them as she's hanging out with her family. I, so creepy. I guess I didn't even know Cher had wigs. So I like either. that's where I'm at. When you said that, I was kind of like, "Hold on, wait, what?" I mean, now she has a whole room for him. Yeah. <laughs> Can't you just see her like trying to pick out a wig and she's singing, "If I could turn back time, <laughs> if I could find a wig." <laughs> You're too good at that. That is <laughs> any excuse to sing Cher songs. Oh yeah. You know, I gotta I gotta take advantage. <laughs> Are Gen- there any other weird ones? Oh, yeah. Jennifer Lopez, she has to have an all-white dressing room. Um, and the whole point of it is to keep her mind and spirit at ease. <laughs> so, like, white candles, white couches, tables, <laughs> flowers, everything Sweet. white. So, you're telling me that if you want a J-Lo to come to the monument, we'd have to paint the room or hang up white sheets over everything? White Everything. You have to keep it zen. Ugh. Like Jen. <laughs> so weird. She's so weird. But she's cool too, you know. I guess. Rihanna, she likes to have a plush animal print rug to walk barefoot on. <laughs> That's the weirdest thing. That is weird. Even in my wildest dreams, I couldn't think of something stupid like that. Yeah. Justin Timberlake, I never would have re- like guessed this about him. Yeah. His... <laughs> Doorknobs have to be sanitized every two hours. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty weird. Is but that I mean... code for something else? <laughs> We've been talking about strange, odd requests from, you know, famous artists when they go to do concerts. Yeah. You never know about this stuff. No. Beyonce. She has her dressing room set to 78 degrees and likes to have well-seasoned chicken. 78 degrees? Yeah. So she just sits there and sweats and eats chicken. Yeah, it gets the meat sweats. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Maybe the grease from the chicken is good for your your vocal cords or something? Who I don't know. Yuck. 
Selena Gomez, after her breakup with Justin Bieber in 2014, mm-hmm. she had those on her team named Justin <laughs> go by different names. <laughs> so that way she wouldn't have to be like, Justin, oh my gosh, Justin, no. <laughs> <laughs> Jay-Z, you want to hear another one? Yes. During a 2009 tour, he requested seven dressing rooms and high-quality peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> I was like, seven dressing rooms? Okay, okay, that's a little much, but okay. But then the peanut butter and jelly? What's he doing? I don't know. I will make my sandwich in one room. I will go to the other and eat it, and then I want a clean one. And then what if I want another sandwich? And I'm going to go to the bathroom in the yep. next one. And then, and then I'll need to go to the other one where I will make another sandwich, move on to the next one to eat it, and be clean in the other one. <laughs> I can't wait to read this one. Britney Spears, at a 2011 London show, she requested McDonald's cheeseburgers without the buns, 100 figs and prunes, toothpaste, fish and chips, and a framed photo of Princess Diana. <laughs> That's so weird. I mean, okay, from an artist, not at their level, but... It is hard when you're on the road because you show up to a show and you literally have nothing. You know, so your comforts of home, the things you want to see, you don't have the convenience of like, hey, on our way, can we just swing by and, and I want to pick up a picture of Princess Diana <laughs> or something, right? I, you don't have any of that. Uh, hey, I need a Hawaiian shirt. My other ones are dirty. Like, you don't have that freedom to be able to, like, go grab that stuff. So you put it in your rider so that the people that are preparing for your show can do it for you. Do you know why they do all this stuff? They put those weird things in the rider. It all started, like, way back in, like, the 70s and 80s or whatever. Well, I can't think of the band, but they used to say only red M&Ms could be in their dressing room, right? They didn't want all the other colors. And when they walked into their dressing room, if they seen only the red M&Ms, then they knew that the actual stuff that mattered was probably done, meaning that, like, the stage was secure, the lights were hung properly, there was correct power, all those things that mattered, their life mattered on, and their show mattered was probably done if they read far enough down to get to the red M&Ms. So that's why it was actually kind of a safety thing, where now it's blown out of proportion and there's, like, animal rugs and weird things like that on the ground. So, like, you, when you... You're out touring. What are, you, what are you waiting for when you get to your dressing room? Well, there's quite a few things on our rider. Not a lot. Not weird stuff. But it's like, you know, drinks. We have our list of drinks that are approved by the band that we would prefer to drink. Um, when are never right when we show up. And, like, uh, bottles of water. Because, you know, we need it to survive. Um, we wouldn't mind some food, some security guards, and, uh, like, stuff like that. A proper size stage, power. And when we show up, and we're like, where's the stage? Where's the water? Like, nothing. Look at this dude. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> you know what time it is. It's time to have little d Ray Knight in the Studio 4B. Okay. Wow. Uh, hey. This is what could I have lived my with. entire life without hearing that. What's up, kids? <laughs> Out of this room, who do you think has a five-year-old at home? <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> she's, uh, she's taking her Rosetta Stone five-year-old language <laughs> course. That's nice. Aww. 
That's nice. How's, does it sound okay? Yeah, it sounds. Yeah. You, you're good. I mean, almost accent neutral, which is good. That's what you want. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> she does. She sounds that's like a natural fluent. five-year-old speaker. That's great. <laughs> oh, very fluent. It's <laughs> time for our dummy of the day with D-Ray. How are you guys? Great, and how are you? I am fine. Thank you very much for asking. As always, I appreciate your concern. I truly, sincerely do. So if you were going to impersonate law enforcement, yeah, and that does happen. You hear these stories. Well, there's this guy in Florida who was impersonating a DEA agent. Oh, wow. Now, why would you do that? Was it to shake down drug dealers? Because you're stupid. You confiscate their drugs. Yeah, yeah, see, see, yeah, you do that. Um, Maybe to impress the ladies. Oh. You know, Narcos, such a big show on Netflix, and the DEA, very respected. Or you could be like David Stover, 57 years old, who impersonated a DEA agent so he could get a discount on his Wendy's fast food. (laughs) What? That's right. He apparently would go to this Wendy's a lot, and he knew the cashier, and he used to get a discount for the cashier because he knew the cashier, right? Well, the cashier got fired. Wow. Probably for giving him a discount. Yeah. So he goes in there, and he starts flashing around a, a, a pseudo badge. Saying, hey, I get a, I get the police discount. You go, what? You're not a cop. Goes, yeah, I know. I'm a DEA agent, undercover. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so I get a free Frosty. Well, yep. Well, yeah, I should try that. Needless to say, the employees at Wendy's said, this, guy, this isn't right. So they called the real police who showed up and arrested Mr. Stover. And then after they arrested him, they got their discount. Wow. What does this guy look like? Uh, not like a DEA agent. <laughs> well, maybe he does look like an undercover DEA. He's 57. He's my age. That would be like me saying, I'm, a, I'm an undercover DEA agent. Go, no, you're not, Grandpa. Sure. Stop it. Sure, maybe. You, know. I, you would pass. <laughs> if I was working at Wendy's and you came through and said that, I'd believe you. Would sure. you? I'd give you that Frosty. Two, I mean, two parts to this for me. One, hats off to the Wendy's employees for going above and beyond. Who really cares when you're working at Wendy's? Be like, yeah, sure, whatever. Here's your Frosty. Yeah. Who gives a crap? You're a cop. Yeah, whatever. Or you're not. I don't care. Here's a Frosty. I got to go roll some burgers, you know? Yeah. Like, who cares? I got to go make more square patties. If Brandon were to come through the drive-thru on the other hand. Oh, I'm saying, total. I, I don't think I would believe Brandon. People always ask me, are you an undercover cop or something? Mostly because I'm the only one not doing drugs in the group, but it's like, you know, <laughs> so <true>. what? <laughs> yeah, that's always a great question. Hey, are you an undercover cop? Well, I'm not going to tell you because I'm undercover. Oh, you got me. I mean, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, darn it. Don't tell the bikers over there who are going to kill me. I mean, no, seriously. Yeah, the only time I've ever come close to impersonating a cop is when I, like, go get donuts. Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> Then I'm I'm eating them, and that's as close as having a little cup of coffee. That's it. I play. I've played cops on TV shows. Oh yeah. And in movies, yeah, I played a cop. I actually played New York City cop in a movie. What line did you have? Um, actually, it was it was a German movie, uh, called Antonio in Wonderland. Were you? Was it in German? Yeah. Actually, no. All the parts that were shot in New York City were, were filmed in English, and I was a New York City cop. And I basically just had to say freeze, and I took down the star of it. I mean, I threw him down because he spat on me. It was really cool how they did wow. all this. I mean, spat I don't know if we want to go into this, but how they how they duplicated the spitting on you and things like that. But suffice to say, because we were wearing New York City police uniforms, okay, and this is after wow. after nine eleven. So 
This is like a dummy of the day double feature. Double, double feature. I mean, mean, but yeah, so we're wearing New York City police officer uniforms and we're in what's called holding, which is where the costume and uh, wardrobe and everything is. And then they took us over to set. It was an outdoor set. We had to be covered up as we were walking outside because we would be considered impersonating an officer because we these were real uniforms. It was pretty cool. You know, prop guns and everything like that. But we were all decked out. The radios, everything. And it didn't cross your mind to wear that in a Wendy's drive-thru. No, it didn't. We all know what sound that is. Yeah, we do. That's the Netflix signature sound. Law and order. (laughs) I love it. I love it. (laughs) No, yeah, it's Netflix. I'm having a hard time with this because Netflix, of course, they raised their prices recently. But the other day, they announced that they lost 200,000 subscribers. <clears throat> That's insane. They also announced that they're rolling out a cheaper version with ads. Oh. But it may not happen for a year or two. They always like resisted the idea of an ad-supported version, but they're embracing it now as a way of bringing in new subscribers. Plus, they're also seeing it work for competitors like Hulu and Peacock. And I also heard that they're getting ready to crack down on the sharing of accounts, which I don't like because I use my parents' account. Oh, we have our own because we're adults. But, uh, yeah, and we don't share them with anybody, not because we wouldn't, just we don't, yeah. you know. Well, I was talking to my vast guy the other day because uh-huh. he's like part of the family. Yeah. His name's Bridger. And he said that he looked up his like there's a way to look up who all's on your account. Oh really? And he said there was like sixty people on it. What? I guess you can like hack into these accounts. Oh really? He, yeah. So he's like, I got rid of that thing. Good to know. Isn't that Some people insane? just riding his little Netflix coattails? Yeah. Wow. But Netflix also expects to to lose even more subscribers soon, mm-hmm. which I don't understand because they're the ones that came up with the whole Netflix and chill. Do you think they came up with that? They're the original streaming people. I, yeah. And they're my go-to. Like, well, if there's not something on Netflix, then I will I will investigate the other apps. Yeah. But Netflix is my place that I go to. Is ne- that Does that mean that I'm just old or yeah. am I out of the loop here? I don't know. I really don't know. I agree with you, though. I do think Netflix is on top. I don't know if they were the first streaming service because you got YouTube. But I don't really well, know. YouTube's if, always been there. Yeah, but I don't know if that's necessarily a streaming service. And like I don't I, think YouTube was showing movies and things like that at the right, time. They didn't have YouTube TV. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is I don't remember ever, and I still don't go to YouTube to watch a movie. I go to YouTube to YouTube, you yeah. know, look up things, not necessarily be like, I wonder if the new movie is out, you know. What it makes me so mad about YouTube is YouTube's always been free on the internet. Yeah. And now, like, they're like, oh, come watch this on YouTube TV. And it's like, yeah. I don't know how much it is, but I saw it one time and I'm like, screw you people. Everybody just throws TV behind it. For instance, this list right here, YouTube TV is at top. And then Netflix, Sling TV, Apple TV, Hulu Plus TV. Everybody's got TV at the end of it except for Netflix. Yeah. Because why? Netflix is freaking Netflix. Yes. They're like the king. They started this trend. You just say Netflix and the girl starts taking her pants off. It's like Netflix. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know what's going to happen. But what what happens when you say Netflix and chill? Mm-hmm. Then what does she take off? Nothing. She goes and makes some popcorn. You know, she's in for the long haul. It's like, hey, we got all afternoon. Are you in Megan's Slingers? <laughs> no. <laughs> 
Oh, Lord. She wants us to shut up. <laughs> at least at least during one specific song at her concerts. Now, videos are popping up from the last few years of singer-songwriter Lord actually shushing fans during her rendition of Writer in the Dark. Hmm. So when it's performed live, she makes it clear she wants fans to stop, stop singing along. That She wants them to be quiet. That's, I don't know why. That's just wrong. People are making fun of her on TikTok like crazy. Wow. Have you seen this? There's like all kinds of memes and stuff. It's hilarious. Wow. Uh, Some say they're with her like they understand. And then some people are like, hey, this is my experience, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's just it. Isn't that, do you ever hush the people at your concerts? Oh, hell no. (laughs) No. The louder, the better, right? I often fantasize about people singing our songs back at us loud and proud. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think think I've gotten to that level yet where (laughs) I sure as hell would never tell anybody to hush. I've been to concerts where the artists like just, they're just amazed of the crowd singing yeah. their song like they get choked up about it right and they just like put their arms out and they're just so proud of it but lord no no she wants you to shut up yeah be quiet she's I like sh- let me sing my song i couldn't imagine it i mean as an artist sometimes when you like okay everybody let's go clap with me that never works out i mean it works as in people clap but it's like always at different times you know some people clap on the one and three some are two and four some are i don't know where clapping and then some people are yelling they're all in off keys everything's off but so what you know what i mean (laughs) it is awesome when people are back at you and engaged in your show and especially somebody at her level, well, you've got like a stadium or a whole arena or wherever. Imagine her at the monument. You know what I mean? Like the whole crowd's into it and she's like, oh, shush, 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 shush. Yeah, that's like, that's like taking a class at the gym and the person's like, everybody be quiet when you work out. Yeah. No, none of that. <laughs> what are some other noisy things that we do? Uh... Like being on the radio. Let's not talk. No. No talking today. No, sorry. We're going to play the silent game. Yeah. And this is even quieter than NPR. No. So Brandon and I were so inspired by this whole story that we had to write a song about it. Yeah, we did. Lord's never seen a crowd so into this. She puts her finger up to her lips. She's hushing. She's gonna have to address In this loud-ass town I'm going postal angry So listen up like shut up My gosh, clapping when you shouldn't be Big hushed off sign Finger to the lips song They don't care I'm hitting them with quiet time in my dreams But everybody's like yelling, screaming This is a quiet song Dancing, drinking during writer in the dark song Pulling out my hair I'm about to lose it in this fan affair Everybody please hush You aren't even singing good The kind of tone just ain't for us We crave a different kind of buzz Let me be a librarian Please won't you shut up Everybody hush Let me live my fantasy Fast food is what brings people together today (laughs) It kind of does, yeah it makes us all larger, and so we mm-hmm. stick together. It is a large portion of our life <laughs> that makes us a large portion of our own lives. 
That's true. Yeah. Well, there's a website. It's called Thrillist. Dot com, hmm. which I would love to be a, be a part of. How many L's are in it? Thrill list. <laughs> um, they're all kind of running together. Three. Oh. Thrilllist.com. Okay. They released the results of the third annual Fasties, the Fast huh. Food Awards. It's their quote, completely serious celebration of the greatest food served in grease-stained paper bags. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's 15 categories, and here's the top three finishers. Are you ready? I'm ready. Who do you think serves the best breakfast when it comes to fast food? For me, it's Hardee's. Really? I'm yeah. How me do too. you beat a monster yeah, biscuit? Those biscuits are quite delicious. Get at me with that. Crispy on the outside, soft on the inside. Yeah. Kind of like so good. us. Like if Grammy was to make you a biscuit every morning, it'd be a little bit like that. Yeah. The one over on the west side is the best. Uh, Wendy's. Wendy's won the best breakfast. Runner up was Chick-fil-A, which we don't have. Than McDonald's. Chick-fil-A's I do love breakfast is good. I've had it. Yeah, I do love McDonald's breakfast. Yeah, you can't go wrong. It's there. the only thing I like at McDonald's. You get a McGriddle, you know, or something like that, or maybe even their bagel, sausage, egg, and cheese. That's man, just about everything. Yeah. yeah. The best coffee. Who do you think has the best coffee when it comes to fast food? Honestly, McDonald's probably. They, they do do a pretty good job with their coffee. Well, I've never thought of drinking coffee at this place, but it's right down the road, Brandon. Oh, it's Culver's. Huh? They have coffee? Yeah. I never knew. Yeah. And then, of course, Chick-fil-A and then McDonald's. The wow. best cheeseburgers. Who do you think? I'm going to go with Wendy's is probably no, Wendy's or Hardee's. They're stealing the show. It's Culver's with their double butter oh, burger. Yeah. My grandma used to love those. Those are good. Those yeah. are really good. Runner up, in and out which we don't have. Then Sonic. I do love Sonic cheeseburgers. The best uh, fried chicken sandwiches was Burger King, which I th- would have thought it would have been Popeye's. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, there's a whole list. They have, like, 15 categories. And, you know, I'm a little upset that Wendy's only won one because yeah. I love a good Wendy's cheeseburger. So it took me forever to look it up because I'm a slow typer. But and so, but there's 890 calories in a Monster Biscuit oh at Hardee's. That's all. I don't like it anymore. Brandon, just think of the people that are in the drive-thru waiting for their Monster Biscuit right now, and you just totally ruined their breakfast. Heck no. Man, if I was listening to this and I was in the drive-thru and that's what I was getting, I'd be like, let's go. Double my order. Let's go. If somebody brought you a Monster Biscuit right now and put it in front of you on this counter, mm-hmm. would you eat it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. You would? No, I could probably say no. I've, I've been doing pretty good with my diet. I could say no, but depends on how long it sat there. I would probably take the biscuit off and eat the meat and the cheese, possibly oh. one side of the biscuit if I'm yeah. having a weak moment. I'd do it, but it would definitely change the rest of my day. I'd eat it and just be like, shoot. Franco Friday. That's right. It's time Matt Foley gave somebody a call. So we're going to call Napa, right? Because <laughs> I was at Napa the other day and they had us on. So. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So they'll love this. this josh uh yeah uh is this napa napa yes napa no wow <laughs> my name is matt i guess i'll need a a front bumper fluid and the filter hello go ahead uh, this is, is this the one over there on the omaha yeah the napa on the omaha i've got some seepage coming out the back 
And I guess it's all because of the duodenum. <laughs> so I also need a duodenum for that Jeep, too. Nap know-how! Are you able to help me with that, or? Nope. I'm not. So then, uh, yeah, uh, do you guys listen to the radio? I was just listening to the radio, and I noticed that uh, they were talking about Nampa, and so I was like, <laughs> that's who I'm going to call about my Jeep. Nice. That's what I was saying. And what was your name? <laughs> Nobody hangs up on Matt Foley. I'll be giving you a call back here. Go ahead, Amy. Push those digits. Napa's Josh. Oh, uh, yeah. I think we got disconnected there. Uh, Napa know-how. Okay. Looking for some parts. What kind of parts do you have to? I got uh, some seepage out the back. Uh, I think uh, they told me to get a duodenum and a gasket. <laughs> And Local also, home size media group, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh really? Yeah, we got that's our station car, and then uh, I got I need uh, some bumper fluid with the filter on that one. That's front. You need blinker fluid too, I imagine. I believe it's transferable. It is. It could be. Yeah. Yeah, and also DK's having you at those uh, swinging bull balls for the back of this Jeep. <laughs> no, I don't. Well, nap know-how. I mean, what kind of crap is this? Uh, <laughs> we're just kidding. This is Amy and Brandon from the Roadhouse. Yes, sir. I'm sorry if you're busy, even well, though you hung up on us the first time. <laughs> I didn't know what else to do. I didn't. I started laughing so hard I had to do something. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like you were laughing. It's not we like you wanted to kill us. We were like, uh-oh, we done, we done made them mad. No, I grabbed a couple counter guys, and I'm like, come down here and listen to this business. <laughs> That's funny. Nap no how. We love you, Josh. Love you, man. Have a good one. Have a good one. Let's talk about the Tabor, South Dakota guy. Yeah, Michael Caranda. Remember he made the pot brownies. He had just gotten back from Colorado. Yeah, let left them on the counter overnight. Mm -hmm. Then his mom gets up the next day. She's like, "Oh my goodness, brownies!" Mm -hmm. Packs them up, takes them to the senior center, feeds her friends, which is messed up. Why would you steal your son's brownies despite the pot? Yep. Why? So all of the, the senior center's occupants completely stoned out of their minds. They call mm-hmm. the paramedics thinking something's wrong, they, like they got poisoned. Turns out they're all really, really high. They got the devil's lettuce in them. So he has to spend 60 days in jail. He had to pay a $3,400 fine. He also has to write an apology letter to the senior center. Okay, fair. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be on probation. I believe it's for, oh, I just read it, like a couple years, I believe. I honestly kind of feel bad for him because 60 days is a long time. I feel like oh yeah, it it's is. not like he intentionally, it's not like he was like, hey, ma, I'm going to leave these brownies on the counter. You go ahead and take them in tomorrow. And maybe he did. I don't really know the full story. But it doesn't seem like that was his intent. Yeah. You know? So I feel like that's where the, the guilt, non-guilt thing, I feel kind of bad. You know, I've been talking to him a little bit. I haven't talked to him in a while. He must maybe be in jail because he usually responds right away. <laughs> yeah. um, I wrote him this morning and he hasn't written back. So, well, yeah, he's probably serving his sixty days. Probably you'll probably hear from him in about forty-five or fifty days. <laughs> he seems know? like a really nice guy. He had to quit his job. You know, as a teacher, you got to hold yourself to a higher standard, and, and unfortunately, making pot brownies is probably on you know the no-no list. <laughs> I just wish that I could have been there 
to see the paramedics when they realize that the the elderly people are just high. You know, that's what I mean. Though it takes a real like they're probably it's a smaller town. I don't really know Tabor, South Dakota, but are they volunteers? So it takes that one volunteer guy to go. Wait a minute, these guys are stoned. They're not poisoned. It's held up. Hey, hold up. Hey, chief. You suppose these guys are all stoned? Well, I don't know. Well, I suppose they are. The one guy's just giggling in the corner. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel right. <laughs> Why is Matlock's face melting? <laughs> Have you ever noticed the black and white color of me when I was younger is so vibrant? No, no. <laughs> Have you had a pot brownie before? I mean, um, be honest. No, I haven't actually, no. I have a friend that did. Yeah? And she had like the best sleep of her life. Same, actually, same thing with the pot cookie, too, she said. I, yeah. That's where I, my experience lies, is I took a crumb of a cookie, and part of me was like, as I'm biting it, because I was in mixed company, and I was like, I don't believe this is a real cookie, you know? And I put it in my mouth, and I'm like, hmm. And they're like, yeah, that cookie, watch out, it's got some something, whatever in it. And I'm like, oh, no. And I swallowed it, and, and it wasn't enough to do anything. Oh, that's so, good. Yeah. I don't I don't remember, you know, feeling anything. But my friend said that she sat down on the couch, she ate the whole cookie <laughs> and she didn't realize you weren't supposed to. Yeah. And she fell asleep and <laughs> she woke up sitting up in the couch the next morning. She's <laughs> <laughs> just like she probably just sat there and stared off into the distance like <laughs> Wow. All of a sudden she comes to it at six AM. <laughs> what happened? Where are we? I'm, my, I'm drooling. What, what day happened? is it? <laughs> what happens? Is it still Twins Day? <laughs> At the Tabor Senior Center, our seniors are living the high life. A life filled with activities of every kind, like arts and crafts. Did you make that lovely vase? It's not a vase. It's a bong. Music appreciation. Hey, sonny, play some Inagata da Vida. Or just sitting around watching TV. <laughs> Why is Matlock's face melting? <laughs> Remember, every Tuesday is Baked Goods Day. I brought my son's famous Cheech and Chong chocolate brownies. The first one is free, but after that, you gotta pay. At the Tabor Senior Center, come in and say hi. So the Tabor, South Dakota guy accidentally drugged seniors yeah. at the senior center. Yeah. But this actually happened on purpose. A bride secretly drugged the guests at her wedding. And the caterer helped her do it. And she and she was surprised that they were not happy about it. She's she's 42 years old. Wow. She got married in February and the reception featured this dinner that was laced with marijuana. And apparently it was added to the olive oil which was served alongside the pasta. So the, it, it was like hidden in there. Wow. The caterer is the owner of this place called Jocelyn's Southern Kitchen. And she was in on the whole thing. And they wow. thought it was funny. And they thought that the guests would be excited about it. Like it would be a gift for them. Well. So the guests say they were not informed that the food had been spiked. Yeah. And it wasn't long before they started feeling high. Sick, confused, paranoid. There was a 69-year-old woman who told the cops that she had no control over her mind and body and that her mind was playing strange things in her head. And the best man was so stoned he couldn't even talk. 
<laughs> the groom reportedly had no idea this was all happening, which oh was is really hard to believe. Several guests were hospitalized, but everyone made a full recovery, of course, and they're facing felony charges over this. Well, yeah. I mean, all ha-ha-ha funny. I don't think that's funny either. I mean, It's funny, funny well, because we weren't there. Funny because you do it to... If, funny if you did it to your friends, right? Like a small group, you know that they're not... Um, they're... They've used THC before, right? They've smoked some pot. Ha, 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 I got you guys. You know, whatever, right? But to a unsuspecting family members on both sides, like, they're not always into that kind of jokes. Yeah. That'd be like spiking the punch and not telling anybody. It's the same, you know, it's the same concept. You know, you got everybody, grandma, you got kids up there. What did you know? this look like? Yeah. See, again, I just want to be an outsider watching <laughs> in, you know? What is, what is everybody doing? Not everybody wants to get high. Are they writing down ideas like, oh my gosh, I just came up with the best business plan, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden you got that prude aunt that's always like got the little purse and very nice dress. She's slender, <laughs> legs are crossed. All of a sudden she's just laxed out on the chair. You know, who gives a... You know? <laughs> There's people sleeping. Yeah. Sleeping in their chairs. Passed out. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Running around barefoot. 69-year-old lady said she had no control over her mind and body. Yeah, they ran out of food. And, and the other, the reality of it, too, is the drugging part of it is, and I'm not 100% sure, but if you put it in, like, olive oil or something like that, it's hard to measure how much THC you're getting, I'm oh, getting. It? Because it's it's in there, but how much did you put on your salad? How much did you put on your salad? True. You know, and. You don't know it's there, so you're just like. Wow, wow, then wow. there's that person that was like, "That salad dressing was so good." They drink it, you know. Yeah, drink yeah, it out they, of the bowl. The, this is the best salad dressing I've ever had in my life. <laughs> you know, like the end of a bowl of cereal when you drink the milk, but it's ah, uh, I, I think the bride and the caterer got together to talk about what they're going to serve at the wedding. Had a little puff puff pass moment. Yeah. And like I said, when I have a friend that said. Uh, you just come up with ideas and it stuff. Seems like, like you're, a good you're, idea. You just get creative, and they thought this was an awesome idea. Yeah. We have Chicago on the phone. Well, we have one of them. We have Lee on the phone. How are you doing? I'm doing just fine. How are you? I'm great now that you're here. We're very excited <laughs> to have you here at the monument. Yes, and the monument's probably monument's probably not too far from my hotel here. Yeah, which hotel are you staying in? Out my window. Um, that's a great question because I have no idea. Uh, there's a there's a Irish restaurant right down uh, Irish oh. pub right underneath us. So you're at the Alex Johnsons. Oh yeah. yeah, you're at the Alex Johnsons. Yes. Yeah, we love the Alex Johnson. Yep, and they got the Vertex on oh, top. Man. Have you been up to the Vertex? I have not. Oh, how tall is it, Lee? You got to go up there. It's on the roof. It's a rooftop bar, and there's fire pits and. It's great. The view's amazing. Well, you have the day off, so I'll be up there. Yeah, tell them Amy sent you. We'll do that. So you've come to South Dakota a few times. What keeps bringing you back? What do you like about South Dakota? Music and people. Yeah. People want to keep hearing us play, and we want to keep playing for them. So that brings us back every time, and uh, they're going to see a good two-hour show. You guys have toured uh, since the beginning of Chicago. How have you guys been able to keep that going, not missing any years, and keeping that dynamic, the camaraderie, and just the morale of the band going? I'm pinching myself trying to figure out how we have done that, but we have done 55 years consecutively. That is so and amazing. We, we, 
I totally is. When we get on the stage, we enjoy playing music. And ever since the first time we got together, that's the thing that has made, remained consistent with us, is that we just enjoy playing music. Wow, I'm not even 55 years old. <laughs> well, so don't worry about it. You'll never be as old as me then. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> well, everybody knows you as musicians. Who are you when you're not performing? What are your like your hobbies and things like that? I'm a father, and I really have no hobbies. I I play. I work on my computer. I write music. I have a studio uh, about 15 minutes from my home that I just I built in the last two years. And now I have an orchard that I just purchased next door to me, and I'm putting about 200 trees in. I'm going to be quite busy when I'm home or at work. I'll be working. Keeps you young. Yeah. Who's the most famous person that you know? The most famous person? Yeah. I think it's you guys. Yeah. Today? We were going to say the same yeah, thing about you. You guys are the <laughs> <laughs> If I said Tom Hanks he, and he heard this, he would go, I met them about two years ago. We said hi. That Tom Hanks cool. is very cool, though. We, we met him at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He has something to do with the, the production of the show. Now, I'm, I'm not sure if he's always had uh, something to do with the production, uh, but he definitely has something to do with it now. That's neat. Tom Hanks is awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's, like, epic. Oh, yeah. The soccer balls. Wilson! Yeah, just, <laughs> he came out with Wilson and put it on the mountain and threw the first ball. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. I, I seen read that. that. That is so funny. Right. And it was, like, remote-controlled or whatever. It kept rolling around, yeah. Somebody had it on a string? Yep. It, yeah, it rolled off the mountain. He went and got it. Yeah, it was something Wilson, like that. Was don't go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my gosh, you sound like a great guy. Like, <laughs> I could hang out with you and just have a good time. Well, let's hang out. And when you come to the show, you're going to see and hear uh, a cross-section of our entire career. So there's hits from many different decades. And the thing that amazes me is that so many different generations of people have enjoyed the same songs and still do today so it's it's really because when you first write a song your hope is that someone else besides you will like it as well right so yeah. to have this kind of recognition is unbelievable well looking forward to it i have one more question brandon's in a band yeah. i've been in a band before and we all know uh-huh. when you sing a song over and over Sometimes you'll be like doing things and you'll kind of make up your own different words, just kind of joke around about it. Do you guys have a song like that that you do that with? Kind of parody? Yeah, but we don't do them live. <laughs> yeah. We do them off the mic. <laughs> yeah, making fun with each other. Yeah. I want to hear one. No, 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 no. You don't. <laughs> yeah. No, you don't. Maybe when, maybe when we talk backstage. <laughs> okay. It's not PG. Is that what you're saying? Neither, none of ours are either. It's not PG. How many things are backstage? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're all excited. Rapid City's super excited to have you guys back in town for the show. We can't wait. Very good. Well, enjoy your stay in South Dakota. And if you need anything, you just reach out to us and let us know, okay? Excellent. Thank you very much. We love you. Love you, too. Yes. Have yes. a great day. It's time for another Amy and Brandon health adventure update. Update, update, update. update. <laughs> How's it going for you? Less blubbery. Um, no, I, I feel a lot better. I mean, uh, I feel like I have, I guess I have plantar fletchitis or whatever on my hoof. and uh, But it hasn't really bothered me too much. But I feel so much uh, stronger just 
and doing the sit-ups is starting to hurt a lot less, you know? Like yesterday kicked my butt, but at the same token, it was I was I could get out of bed this morning, I guess is what I'm saying. Like it didn't kill me like it did the time before. But what about you? I've been sore since we started. <laughs> well, yeah, but <laughs> and it's funny way. because like I'll be feeling my arm and I'll be like, yeah. yeah. But then I'll look at it in the mirror and uh, it's still fat. And you're like, no. Oh. <laughs> but you're like, oh, look at this. Thing. There's muscle in there now. I can feel it. Yeah. It's just covered with blubber. That's all. <laughs> yeah. That's all I've always said. I got a six pack. It's just behind the fridge door. <laughs> still eight pounds down. Well, I haven't weighed since last Friday, so it might mm. be more than that mm. now. But my husband says he can see it in my face. Nice. I still can't feel it in my clothes. No? No. Still I, puffy. I can. Actually, I wore a shirt the other day to church or last Sunday when we went to Easter church or whatever, right? And I put a shirt on. I'm like, oh, crap. This 3X is fitting really tight. I thought it would be looser than this, right? That was my thought the whole time. I thought I grabbed a 3X shirt. And I'm like, I can't believe it's not baggier. This is oddly tight. But <laughs> it fit. The funny thing is, is the 2X shirt that I have that matches it uh-huh. wouldn't fit before. Oh. There's no way I could have sat down in it before. Turns out, at the end of the day, when I ripped the shirt off, it was the 2X shirt, nice. not the 3X. And I'm like, son of a gun, look who's back, sexy Woo-hoo-hoo! back. Let's go. Let's go, Brandon. Yep. <laughs> and so that's what I was pretty much doing was shaking my little moneymaker at church. But yep. I forgot what I was going to say because you were talking too much. Oh, yeah, it happens. Um, oh, oh, yeah. Okay, so I've been eating more meals every day like small little healthy meals yeah and i'm starting to get really hungry oh yeah like it's not enough food so i know something's working oh like your body like your body's craving the food yes like like this morning i had hard-boiled eggs i had some radishes and then i had some tuna salad some crackers and then like an hour later i had to go downstairs and get some egg bites i'm with you except for the radishes yuck oh and i also had carrots okay i'm there that's i've had a lot to eat this morning yeah i'm starving craves it you know i feel better after eating the the egg bites though and that was a healthy little meal to have and we had in our little cafe downstairs it was pretty nice so yeah i'm feeling good i think we should keep going i do do. i do too i agree 100 percent. okay on the count of three say go health adventure okay one two three go health adventure it's time for our tuesday teacher spotlight i love teachers do you what do you love about them well they they educate you in so many ways and also they're the most caring heartfelt people in the world they really are i mean you really have to have passion for kids yeah being a teacher yep especially janice jenkins who we're going to focus on today she is a third grade teacher and there's a video that we saw where this kid is taking a drink out of his water bottle with the lid on yeah and he's like squeezing the bottle. <laughs> i'm not yeah. sure what he's thinking like why is the water not coming out so he's squeezing it and you see the water bottle explode and he inhales the cap of the water bottle yeah and he starts choking and you see him run over to the teacher and Janice immediately turns him around, starts giving him the Heimlich maneuver. She does like she does like three pulls. You see him buckle over, and the lid comes out. Oof. And she like turns him around. Are you okay? Are you okay? Wow! And she says, "I didn't really think. I just acted. I saw he needed help, and I just sprung into action to help him. He couldn't breathe. His face was pretty pale, and he had a look of desperation on his face. He truly did. He was like reaching for his neck, like somebody help me." 
Can you wow. imagine if she wouldn't have known the Heimlich maneuver? Right. And or, you know, obviously acted passionately like a teacher would. I mean, they they always put kids first in their lives, always. And that, this goes as a lesson because I know a lot of kids, my son does it, they'll poke holes in in the lid or in the side of the water bottle and then they'll just spray it in their mouth. So that's probably what he was doing is he was just spraying it out of a little oh. hole that he poked. And But those caps aren't, I mean, they're not made for that, you know, so if you squeeze it hard enough or a lot of times they'll twist it until the, you know, the pressure builds up and the cap blows off. Well, that same thing happened to him in his mouth. She saved his life. If you have a Tuesday teacher spotlight, send it to us. You can send us your voice, 605-389-3456, or you can text it to us. Either way, we'd love you for sending it to us. It's a feel-good moment. A gentleman in Illinois found a box of slides filled with family photos from the 60s at a thrift store. And he was able to find the rightful owner using social media and return them. I was at Goodwill looking for some electronics. I ended up seeing Trey with a bunch of different photos in it. It says Sue's wedding on the front of it. I held on to him. It took about half an hour. People on Facebook were quick. I'm hoping that she really enjoys it as the uh, special surprise for her 52nd anniversary with her husband. This must be a collection of photos that my dad had. And he's been gone for 11 years. I'm very sentimental about things like that. It's crazy to imagine how many people walked by that tray of photos, but only Greg thought to himself, wow, somebody must be missing these. And to take the time and track down the owner on social media. Sometimes you can just tell when somebody is a good person. And right now I can tell that Greg surely is. And that's a feel-good moment. Bounced from the Roadhouse is hosted by Amy Rose and Brandon Jones, produced by Mark Houston, engineered by Chris Jacquez, audio and video mastered by Russ Haddon. If you liked what you heard, please rate it five stars and leave a comment.